Join us on J101.9 FM on Building Bridges, a value-added initiative by Tech and Peace Desk, aimed at fostering and sustaining the peaceful atmosphere and coexistence within and outside cloud every Wednesday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. Blessed are the peacemakers. Peace for the people who are God. morning. Good morning, listener. You're welcome to another ed- edition of Building Bridges, a program brought to you by Take and Peace Desk, supported by Bread for the World. And this is a program that seeks to foster peaceful coexistence, build trust, and reintegrate communities, ethnicities, groups, as well as social and religious groups. And on these programs, we discuss various developmental issues that have direct bearing on the life of the ordinary people out there. My name is Joseph Ojedeji. I'm standing in for Mr. John Wrecked. And uh, with me in the studio today, I have two able and capable speakers. Well, firstly, I have uh, Mr. S- um, Santos Ayubalirap. Mr. Santos is an erudite historian, a researcher, as well as a public affairs commentator. You're welcome, sir. Thank you, Joseph, and uh, my co-panelists. Thank you in the studio, guys, and listener. Good morning. I also have with me our very own Mr. Kabiru Sabo. Mr. Kabiru Sabo is the program's manager of Taken Peace Desk. He's also a social development worker. You're welcome, sir. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on, on this uh, discussion with uh, my old friend, Santos. Uh, and w- when he was describing you, I saw you smiling. And, you know, but that's exactly who you are, an er- erudite historian. And I'm very glad to be part of this. Um, Hi. I accept with humility. Yes. <laughs> All right, and I have supporting me by the sideline, Miss Gloria Pa here in the studio. Miss Gloria. All right, listen, I will be taking a short breather from our sponsors. Please stay tuned. Don't touch that up. cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. It is an inherent part of our society and vital to corporate human existence. Join us on J101.9 FM on Building Bridges, a value-added initiative by Tech and Peace Desk, aimed at fostering and sustaining the peaceful atmosphere and coexistence within and outside cloud every Wednesday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. Blessed are the peacemakers. Peace for the people who are God. You're welcome back. 
In the last couple of weeks on this program, we have been discussing broad issues surrounding good governance, especially as it concerns us as a nation. And today is on this edition of the program, while still focusing on the issues of good governance, we'll be narrowing down on the cost of governance vis-a-vis what we as a nation spend on our public and elected officials versus what other countries spend. Now, these are the issues. The cost of governance is captured under the recurrent expenditure heading in the Nigerian context. And the 2020 revised budget, it pegged the Nigeria's recurrent expenditure at 45.7%, indicating a 10% increase from that of 2019. While the aggregate capital expenditure is pegged at 26.2%. Now, what this means is that we'll spend more on ventures that doesn't bring in income than those that bring in income. And basically, there is no basis for comparison between what, between what the average Nigerian worker earns versus what the elected public official earns. It's a form of great injustice in the society. And the government seems to be paying lip service towards cutting down the cost of governance over the years. This could be ascribed to the inability of past and present administrations to effectively utilize available scarce resources to accomplish desired goals of development in the society that have direct bearing on the life of the ordinary citizens. Now, gentlemen, these are the issues. Basically, let's quickly look at the concept of good governance so as to give us a clear understanding of the issues at stake. Mr. Santos, can you please give us a brief overview of the concept of good governance as it should be? Uh, thank you very much, and uh, once more, good morning. Uh, you see, the generic term mm. of good governance has been in use in terms of a popular narrative. On the streets, you meet people when they talk about issues of politics, they begin to talk about issues of good governance or rather bad governance, mm. which serves as a contrast or the opposite of what is expected of good governance. But it's good that you asked of a concept, not mm. a definition, mm. because the concept is broader. And then it brings people into understanding of key variables Mm. from the elements to the principles to also the basic characteristics that is expected in terms of good governance. And then also the spread of what good governance is because it also applies to various sectors Mm. as it is. Then once you look at simply put, good governance in itself is a process. Mm. Process of what you call governing, not process of election. It is also a process of administration. And once you talk about the process of administration, a process of governance, a process of governing a people or governing an institution or governing even yourself, then you begin to bring in what you might want to call the elements Mm. in itself of the embodiment of good governance. And quickly put, you find out that there are about quite a number of them. But the key ones, you look at issues of the rule of law, 
I remember at one program, I think it was either in JFM or one of the platforms, mm. I talked about the issues of rule of law. Once a country misses the point of a rule of law, it means that others are above the law mm. and majority are below the law. That means that there is no law. Mm. And people begin to resort to what you call self-help. Then you also look at the issues of accountability. And then accountability, transparency. Transparency, the ethical values of a society. From the ethical values to the issues of integrity as it attached to leadership. There's a saying that says that the character speaks louder than the words of leaders. Mm. So what is your word? compared to your character that people see. And it's also the same thing that goes with what, within the religious circle, they say the heart speaks more than what comes from the mouth, or the mouth speaks what is right in the heart. That context, I know you know where it's found within religious texts. Mm. So here we are, we're talking about them. And then you also look at in the concept of trying to give a meaning to what is the strategy that you have? In terms of the governance strategy, what is the global strategy? And like we talk about, people would talk about best practices in terms of giving. It's a generic thing mm. that you look at it from the phase of what is the political intention of it. Then you also look at it from the social. Then you also look at it from what you call the upward control. Mm. And the concept of the upward control in itself must be bottom up. What is the consultation you have with people in your industry? in your ministry as an administrator or a technocrat or a bureaucrat in where you work as a manager in the open private sector in schools as a principal or when you govern people as a governor as a president a governor a chairperson and the rest and these things cannot be assessed now narrowed down to where we are in the context of what we have as a country in civil rule i have always argued that we do not have democracy yet were within military rule and then governed by those who just drop their khakis mm. and have the monies and have translated themselves into civilians and are governing us with the mindset of the military. So I call this civil dictatorship in itself because the people's voices is it hard in the vicious circle of what turns them in as our representatives. And it starts from intra, right down to what you call the judiciary. So when you talk about the political context of good governance, you're talking about the arms of government in its horizontal form and in its vertical separation of powers. So separation of powers is key. Independence of the judiciary is key. So in the separation of powers, if you go to the judiciary, there is a vertical separation. That's why it ends at the Supreme Court, mm. mostly civil cases. And then in terms of political cases, it ends at the Court of Appeal. With the tribunals, it ends there. And then when you come to the legislative arm, the vertical, it's from the Senate to the uh, House of Reps, then to state, state houses, and then to what you call Council. councils, legislative councils. They are the parliamentarians at the local government. Then when you come to the executive, D2, as in governor, chairperson, and then councillors elected. But again, you also look at it that in all of these structures, you begin to run the question mark to everyone, to the question that, is there good governance in Nigeria? Is there good governance in your state? If you're from Plateau, if you're from Benue, if you're from Kogi, if you're from Lagos, and the rest. And then each of those elements that I mentioned will come to talk about it 
in terms of the financial matters, we'll talk more about the issues of transparency and accountability as it relates to leadership and then the issues of financial plan, because good governance also resides with financial plan, mm. strategic plan, financial plan, and then from the financial plan, what is the implementation plan? What is the evaluative plan? And I'm glad that Taken, it's also on the two sides, a faith-based organization that also carries issues of development and how it should be sustained in terms of the lens of getting people to understand what they should do and how to live in peace in terms of building their bridges. All right. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Mr. Kabiru, yes. he talked about uh, the financial plan. Yeah of good governance. Yeah. Now let's quickly look at good governance with um, this, the lens of the high costs of governance okay. in Nigeria. Yeah. And then when he was talking, he actually described the, the uh, good governance as a process. Yeah. But what happens when that process becomes um, expensive? Yeah. You know? So the question is, has Nigeria's budgetary system been equitable in terms of allocations to the various components, talking about the recurrent and the capital expenditure components okay. of the budget? I, I think for us to get a good understanding of the issues that we're discussing, it's very good for us, it's expedient um, for us to actually have a working definition of what um, recurrent, the recurrent component or the term recurrent expenditure means and, mm. of course, uh, capital expenditure. You see, um, when, you're, when you're talking about a budget which is a fiscal document um, that either individuals or or state or um, uh, governments actually mm. governments at the federal or at different levels usually use um, to translate their plans for an entire year. Now, for recurrent expenditure, it just means um, each funding or expenses that are actually consumable. And this, so it's just an easy way for you to understand what we're talking about. It might have headings such as salaries or pensions or, or tour duty allowance, or is it duty tour allowance, DTAs, and it could also be uh, fueling for cars, newspapers, um, anything that is consumable. And it could be within a period, a one-month period or a quarterly period or a half-yearly period, or it could be per, per annum. And then, of course, for capital expenditure, is mostly investments in assets that are used over time. So this could be bridges, they could be railways, they could be hospitals, and all of that. Now, to your question, having understood, uh, understood this, mm. to your question, is it, um, you asked whether... Um, the, the budgetary system, system is, is has been equitable. Equitable. When you look at the fact that you gave us at the beginning of uh, your introduction, and uh, you actually stated that um, for recurrent expenses uh, in this in the year 2020, mm. uh, the federal government actually budgeted up 45.7 percent. Okay, and it's interesting again that for the 2021 budget, um, uh, some, something within that same range of 43 has been budgeted. Now, what are we looking at? that expense amounting to maybe trillions of naira, not maybe, in the range of five trillion naira. And we're looking at um, transportation of who? Of elected officials, of government officials. We're looking at um, newspaper, expenses on newspaper, Mm. expenses on issues that are not investable. They are consumed over time. Over a period, you know that you are not going to get any return on all of those investments. And you, that question absolutely is that. 
it is not equitable. Um, for us as a developing country, um, it's really sad for us even in 2020 to be calling ourselves um, developing a developing nation. I would prefer to call it, my colleagues actually know that I call Nigeria a third world country. In fact, we're at the bottom of the third world countries. But again, for us developing and even using this kind of module is 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 the worst. I will, let me relate it to Europe in the 1940s, just after the Second World War. That was, um, in fact, more investment went into capital expenditure at that level. Mm. From the Marshall Plan, when uh, the United States government supported countries that were ravaged by war, in the, um, that's France, yeah, uh, Germany, and other European countries. The emphasis was on capital, was on capital expenditure. And so for us as a third world country, we should be looking, sorry, maybe I, I, should, I should be more politically <laughs> sensitive about this. As, as a developing nation, we should be looking at, at tilting it. We should be having more on the capital side. But again, there are a lot of arguments for and against this, 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 this uh, position that I have. But the, uh, the truth of the matter is that for us as an, as an emerging nation, whether industrially or whatever you want to call us, mm. um, we should be uh, spending more on capital expenses. And of course, um, it would have been better for us to have had capital expen expenditure at, 40, at, at 43% and then possibly of 45% and then 28% or whatever goes to recurrent expenditure. Because for us, how many people are even employed by the federal states and local governments mm -hmm. that we have so much spent on in few number of people and, and with so little to give, get from it? All right, so the discussion is getting interesting here in the studio. Listener out there, you can also join the conversation by dropping your comments, your thoughts on our social media handles. At uh, You can go to Facebook at Taken Peace Desk and also on Twitter at Taken Peace Desk. So you can also check us out on um, Instagram and handle is at Taken Peace Desk. So back to the discussion uh, proper. Um, while he was talking earlier on, he talked about... Um, the issue, he elaborated the issue of recurrent expenditure, you know. And one thing we see is um, the increase in recurrent expenditure from 2019 and 2020 revised budget. There was 10% increase, and in 2021 uh, budget, there's also another increase in the recurrent expenditure. I mean, one will actually see that um, is this one actually ask is is this actually sustainable, and uh, what is happening with our budget? implementation and budget monitoring? I mean, are we doing enough, Mr. Sanders? We're not doing enough. And then once you look at the budget of Nigeria, it's made up of three components. Mm. The first two, which you mentioned, and also my brother here, explained yeah. in terms of the capital and the recurrent. Uh, the third is the debt servicing. Debt servicing yeah. mm. And in the component of the debt servicing, you can also imagine that there is no year in recent times that Nigeria will run its budget for a fiscal year that it will not rely on borrowing. Mm. When you keep borrowing, you're not only borrowing for the generation now, you're borrowing for generations that we've not seen. Mm. So you're talking about two, three generations. And the second and the third in the description are already unseen. Mm. So as it is, for our own grandkids, that means children of our own children, you're borrowing on their behalf. Mm. And then their own children, you're also borrowing on their behalf. And issues of sustainability, how do you now run the issues of sustainability as it relates to this? Mm. It's unsustainable. 
completely. Because for as long as you tax people and you go beyond your tax and then institutions and the implementation of this budget, neither in its monitoring and evaluation, you find out that completely is absent. Because once you talk about issues of good governance, I take you back to that. It is not only about the words we say. Mm. It is also about public institutions and how these institutions are measured by their use of resources. These resources can be natural and unnatural resources, as you find in human capital. And how do you now bring them together in the lines of sustainability? Because for as long as you exhaust the resources that you have, and it can be tangible and intangible Mm. in itself. So here we are as a country that the unemployment rates As he said, how many people are employed in the public service? Mm. How many are employed in what you call within states civil? But both of them, all of them are within the public space. Mm. How many are employed in the open private sector, the OPS? You find out that out of Nigeria's population of counting down Mm. as we wind out the years to 2023, you're talking about a country that UNFPA has projected to hit 200 million, Mm. to which I trust than the NPC population to which we have not had in how many years now? The last we had was 2006. 2006. 14 years down the line, whereas it's supposed to be 10 years, Mm. then you have a census. Now, again, in no time, they're trying to also claim to have a census. They've budgeted money, even within the country, for what you call a population census. But again, you look at it that it's unsustainable. And not until we begin to hold people responsible by their roles and responsibilities, which also forms part of the elements of good governance, you don't give someone who is incompetent a job to do, you put misfits in a fitted position. It will not be the fault of the misfit. It's the fault of the person who didn't do the profiling Mm. to put someone who is a misfit into a system that is supposed to be regularized is supposed to be a system where you'll be held responsible for spending a couple. How many of them are held responsible? They spend, and that's why the consumptive budget said our budget is not productive. It's consumptive versus productive. Mm. And once you have that, you will see that the roads we have now and the roads we used to have way back, and let me use a name, for instance, Plateau, let me reduce the context. We still ply the roads of late J.D. Gomwok. For God's sake. Amen. Today we don't have Bepco in Plateau. Bainway Plateau then had one of the best construction companies called Bepco. That's Bainway Plateau Construction Company. The secretariat you see, standard building, the roads outside JD Gumwalk. Who was it again that worked for Plateau? And you can also narrow the scope to Babalara. Mm. When you talk about unity schools, you talk about also local governments and also in terms of empowering the people, even as much as it was a minority because the center was NPN. And then who within the military structure would you talk about infrastructure? It's Lawrence Onoja. Mm. So for God's sake, and how many years are we talking about down the line? But because we have an amnesia in, with our history, people forget so quickly. Today, if you ask young people bet in the millennium, ask them who was the governor, what did he do? Mm. And how old was J.D.? When he handled the state, how old was Babala when he handled the state? Then Plateau and Nasara. How old was Onoja when he handled the state? But today we're living in regrets that what we used to have, what we used to have in the past, 
It's not what we have now. That what we have now is just a stealing spree. Mm. People steal without conscience. People steal unethically. Not to mean that you can steal ethically. So you can now begin to imagine that our culture's hour has also been breached. So the, the, the truth about it is that there is no way, and there is no monitoring in Nigeria's budget. That's mm. why the question you should ask is, we went into is a global thing. The whole so is a mismanagement of it in relative terms. That the way U.S. manages own is nowhere close to the way even Greece in its depression manages own leadership. Mm. It's key. The same thing with South Korea. They manage this global fever. The same thing with Australia. The same thing with New Zealand. Today, the same thing with Rwanda. Manage our own well. Mm. Let's come down to Africa. The same thing with Tanzania. Magafuli. So here we are. We have a government that didn't manage it well at all levels. Rather, they used it as a stealing spree. And at the end of the day, they're expecting and they're overtaxing the same people really getting these monies that they would not use but rather steal again. So there's no budget monitoring. Mm. And people are not living up to the expectation because good governance also talks about participation. Yeah. And as a citizen of Nigeria, if you want the peaceful bridges to be built, you need to carry everybody along. Tell them why we want to spend one naira for this and consult with them. They will say, no, we want you to spend one naira on environment. We want you to spend two naira on water. You don't decide for them. You consult them. That's why it's a bottom-up thing in terms of the sovereignty, in terms of matters of accountability. So for me, as a person looking at the big picture, to the question you asked, mm. you find out that it's unsustainable. And again, we're dragging this country not even into second slavery. Now, when you talk about a scramble, it started in 1884, just about three months, mm. November right down to February. They sat down, took coffee and tea, like I will always teach my students. In Berlin. And then in Berlin. No, yeah, and divided, balkanized Africa. Balkanized Africa. Now we're not even in, we're talking about tax slavery. Because the second is the scramble globally by big powers. Like you call them the G7s and the rest. China, India now is fighting. And they have the control of our country. Mm. There's no way you talk about the pharmaceutical wall that you won't talk about India. India controls ours. You talk of agriculture that you won't talk about India. So what are we controlling in Nigeria? When you talk about infrastructure, China controls it. Is it the airports or the rail lines that they have even refused to build? Possibly the, the seaports also. Exactly, and the seaports. So you see infrastructurally that already we're also demeaning and reducing our engineers who these Chinese will come and hire to do the work and we're giving the glory to China when it is our engineers, civil, building, electrical, mechanical, that do the work, architects and the rest. And yet the credit goes to China. Wow. They come here and employ us. Yes. All right. For me, uh, my, for me, I think my concern has to do with um, um, what we what we in the development sector actually look at: po poverty reducing expen mm. expenditure. Mm. Um, where is the focus on for all of this? Um, where do we actually push um, the monies to? I'm actually looking at education, and I'm saying, why would a Ministry of Education or the entire education subsector get? Uh, some 40 billion in the 2021 uh, 2021 expenditure um, uh, uh, fiscal fiscal year mm. and i'm wondering why are we why why the emphasis are 
is on other areas when education would be the basis for us to move out of to make that great leap forward and of course we're talking about health health also has a very paltry sum um, dedicated to it in the 2021 because of course 2020 is already far gone and mm. some of the discussions we had um, before we came on air was the fact that um, uh, now they're telling us has has what what is the budget performance for 2020 as it is considering the fact that um, from February, from March, we've had a shutdown of the economy of virtually everything, uh, lockdowns and coronavirus and all of that. And of course, uh, the budget wasn't even passed until March. Yes, so you said something about that. And so, so those are some of our concerns here as, as people in the development sector. Yeah, quickly again, just before you step in, again, you see that when he talked about needs, Mm. Nigeria, the same thing we did with the Millennium Goals. Mm, MDGs. MDGs. We didn't even actualize one third of it. Mm. Now we've joined the bandwagon of the SDGs. SDGs and why I'm bringing this in is that there's no way the development world operates without. And even in terms of issues of good governance, you talk about need-based problem solving, but the need base would be in context. So you find out that the need base for Nigeria is not the same with the global need base. Mm. But again, still, in the SDGs, the number one is issue of what? Poverty. Poverty, Number two is again tied to poverty, issue of hunger. Hunger. Number four. Hunger, yeah? Yes, zero hunger. Number four is education. Mm. And I have always argued that if you're a public officer, your children should go to public schools. Like in Britain. Mm. You cannot be in taking taxpayers' money and you're sending your kids abroad to go and school. Religious leaders have also settled themselves into that. When they bring scholarships to churches, mocks, it is their sons and daughters that go abroad. For God's sake, and then the majority who contribute these funds are the ones who go to these public schools, which I call public toilets Mm. now. And how many of us would want to go ease ourselves in public toilets? Mm. You prefer a private toilet. Mm. Private schools, most of them now are like, quote-unquote, poultry houses. Mm. Step in, step out, nothing in you. And the truth about it is that when you say education, the two variables that sustains an economy and also keeps the economy out of conflict is health and education. Yeah. All right, please hold your thoughts. Um, you'll continue after the break. Uh, listen, I will be going on a short musical break now. The discussion is uh, becoming interesting. I'll be opening the phone lines after the break. Don't forget, you can share your thoughts, your comments with us on our social media handles, on Facebook at Take and Peace Desk, on Twitter at Take and Peace Desk. And also, this is the message line zero eight zero three seven nine five six eight eight three zero eight zero three seven nine five six eight eight three that's the message line i will try and open the phone line shortly after the break please stay tuned we know you love jay and we love J2, your favorite station. OJ. There is something missing in the world today. It's the one thing that can make the world okay. 
And it doesn't cost nothing, no, you don't even have to pay. Oh, oh. It's about doing the right thing every day. Cause you are the light. You are the sign. You are the only hope keeping hope alive. Do the right thing. Let the world see. Let the light shine everywhere. And when it seems like no one's watching. Do the right thing anywhere. Just do the right thing. Do the right thing all the time. And you'll be sure to have the whole world saved. If the right thing is the order of the day, oh, oh, oh. then the world would be a better place to stay. Oh, oh, oh. A corrupted mind is your worst enemy. Oh, oh, oh. So I suggest you do the right thing starting today. Cause you are the light. You are the sign. They say it cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. Right, you're welcome back from that short musical break and the message is do the right thing do the right thing um I, oh, are you actually on a line of thoughts before we went on that break Correct. uh it was good that you said we should hold the thoughts uh, when he talked about the amount budgeted for education mm. when i mentioned those first five if you have those three and they are already killing Nigeria and sending us backward in backward reverse gear five. You find out that the police in the budget was budgeted for 49 billion. Mm. That's just an institution, not the whole of the security architecture. Okay, please hold your thoughts. Yes. Uh, let's open the phone lines. You can reach us on um, 090-55-66666. 99. I'll call it again 090 uh, four places and 99. Oh, I think we'll have a call. Let's pick it. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Okay, I think we I think we missed that call. All right, uh, this the second uh, number you can reach us on is on zero nine zero nine eight. Eight four eight eight four eight zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. All right, I think we'll have also have a call again. <sighs> Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. I'm hearing you. Hello. Are you getting me? Hello, good morning. Okay, I think. Okay, we have a call. Let's have the call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling from? Yes, Glamour Designer from Michibi Street. All right, Glamour Designer from Michibi Street. You're welcome to the program. Please share your thoughts. Yes, I welcome your guest this morning. One of them are a good friend, Jared. Um, we uh, it's unavoidably not on the program today. I wish you more the best. Where is this? All right, thank you very much. Please share your thought with yes. us. 
Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, as far as this Nigeria concerned too, mm. we, 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 we have to do the needful mm. to make Nigeria a better place. Mm. And as, as I am today as a designer, I am not benefiting anything from this uh, government. Mm. From the past government, they have been done so well because from the previous one, we have little light to contribute to our businesses and others. Mm. Let me tell you, I don't, I don't envy any politicians mm. because they are sitting on our blessings. They are sitting on the blessing of the people in this country. Mm. When Nigeria will get it right, it is when we look away from those people. If not, they will keep on expressing our money and we see the name where we are. And that is why we are going back every day. Mm. And that is why they are agitating the rulers to eat our money and eat our bread in every day. And I urge all the all youth to stop supporting evil because mm. it cannot affect Nigeria anywhere. Mm. Because I feel well, sometimes when you speak on the radio, somebody, because he's benefiting from the government, you will keep against your thoughts. And mm. that is not going to help the, the youth. And that is why you don't have a job today. Because these politicians are eating our death. All right, Mr. Glamour. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mr. Santos, I think he's also aligned with your thoughts before we pick the alcohol. So please go on. Yeah, in comparative terms, you're giving an institution, not even the security architecture, as you see it. And then you're giving education, Mm. which deals with majority of the people. Those who, as it is said, majority of Nigerians live below the standards, Mm. living standards, Mm. $2. And you know the implication of that in terms of poverty Mm. as it relates to SDG. That's about 900 now. Exactly. I think we have a call again. Let me pick this so that you add it up to it. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Omodan from Bukuru Express. Okay, Omodan from Bukuru Express. You're welcome to Building Bridges. Please share your thoughts uh, with us. Thank you very much. Mm. I want to Go appreciate ahead. the analyst. Okay. Great and perfect work. Mm. But shall we continue in this trend of events? Mm. And uh, what is the future for the youth? Mm. I... I Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm hearing. Okay, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. So it, it means that we must change the narrative. Mm. If we are hoping for a better and a prosperous Nigeria. Sorry, but please, how can we change the narrative? What do we do? Let's be solution based. Yeah. So, in terms of the cooperative analysis that I wanted to take. I think we'll lose that call. Yeah, but he has made his point uh, quite clearly. It's about how can the... I also attend to the glamour designer and then his question is that you're giving 42 billion Mm. not even to tertiary institutions Mm. as in targeting but the whole of the education sector. Mm. We're not yet up to 10% Mm. of what you call the required UNESCO which is 26%. Yeah. Nigeria has not reached 26%. Mm. So you can imagine having a budget that you're putting 42, 45% to recurrent. 
and you're not even targeting key sectors that will develop it. And how does that actually affect the ordinary man out there? Like Lamo said, it sends him into poverty. Mm. And once it sends you into poverty, it disempowers you. Mm. Because, of course, education empowers you, not certification. Mm. Because the education gives you a critical mind. Mm. It takes you outside the frame. And once you I go outside the frame... Let's, yeah. let's pick this call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Okay, I think we'll use that. Go ahead, please. Yeah, so in getting it right, mm. the questions are woven. Mm. It starts with the youths. Mm. The youths of Nigeria who are mainly the unemployed now. In terms of when I talk about youths, I'm talking about the ages of 20 in itself because they are out of their teens. Mm. 20 right up to 35 by all standards. 25 UN, 30 Nigerian NYSC, 35 by African Union. So anybody at the age of 40 who is telling you that he's a youth, okay, you're just a young have, adult. We have this call. Uh, hello, good morning. Hello. hello yes, hello, good morning. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling from, please? Yeah, Mr. Loki, you're welcome to Building Bridges. Please share your thoughts with us. Yes, let's try to offer government to this country. Let's be frank and sincere. Mm. The cost of government is too high. Okay. Must, until tell us the truth, we'll not get to try to my brother. So what do we do the about that? Country, after my research, mm. they have cost of government. Do you see our budget for the past 20 years? Mm. You see our budget? In correct expenditure, check where I'm an economist, check the correct, correct, if you check correct expenditure, mm. expenditure. Mm. you see that both of government have, have already consumed 60% in correct expenditure. Mm. So only 40% is even going for correct expenditure for paying our salary and mm. uh, wages. Are you getting my point? Yes, yes. Kuchi, 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 human. That's a completely very good of the politicians. Okay. So the solution was for the suggestion, just like the government of uh, Lagos in state, mm. what the government should do. Okay. Do you know that they have worked in the state, state people from our governors, pension? Mm. So, these governors, they have served as well, civil service and they are collecting their pension. Mm. Meanwhile, those that are, have, have retired from civil service, do you know that the state have not paid as gratuity to civil servants, they have retired for eight years. You don't know who cared next to the citizens, and you want to put to a painter, then you should share money between yourself. The best thing is, let, let all those are are same meaning that the lawmakers and the executives, they should the cost of government, they should the expenses. You can make the commission will go, will do cash to his house. Wasting, wasting the petrol. Okay. Ahead uh, of all this exchangement of transitors, we okay. will have a lot of vehicles okay. in their houses. Government vehicles. Go to drink and go rubbish. We we'll waste our money. Is that why we don't government? All right. Thank you very much. I think you made your point. Mr. Loki, thank you for calling. All right. The solution here, so that my brother here can also comment on these questions that they've asked, they're all weaved. Mm. Once you know that there is a problem, the tax is on you. Mm. It's on me, it's on you. And now as it is, if, as Omodan said, should we continue in this trend? No, we should not. But again, you also see that the youth are missing the point. They are the majority. Because we're in what you call a civil rule and we're transgressing into a democracy, mm. is for them to have their weapon. And that weapon is their electoral card. Mm. And once they have it, let them take their mindset the way they take it to Big Brother Africa <laughs> and bring it to politics. Then you can see what 54 million votes mm. will do. You will see what 80 million votes will do mm. in changing the narrative from the local government right up to the presidency. Right. The other thing is for them to also develop a mentality 
not to be afraid to go vote and then also protect their mandate by standing there until it is counted. All right, thank you very much, sir. I think well, let's quickly go to our social media pages as well as our text message line. Um, okay, so we have this message from Meshach John Albert says, Good morning, sir. From the look of things, our leaders are not ready to transform the country. Any nation that wants to grow will not allow recurrent expenditure to exceed capital expenditure. He says, God bless us all. And then we have this other message says, Nigeria is in real trouble. They are taking loans and sharing it among themselves. May God deliver us from the forthcoming generations. This person did not indicate no name. Thank you. Okay. Um, yes, well, I, I think we're hard pressed for time. Yes, so we're maybe I'll, for time. I'll crave his indulgence if we roll this over till next week. Um, mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, some of the other ones that others have even mentioned, uh, like Lucky, who was talking about the cost of governance, we've not even touched on that. Yes. Uh, by God's grace, if I'm around next week, yes. uh, fine, so that we also round up this. I, I think we, 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 it's best we roll it over till next week and then we continue the discussion from where we left off. Hopefully, um, when you're in town, we'll do that. Very well. Yes. No right, quick last message from... Okay, we have another message that just came in from Tom Ben. It says, good morning. Oh, my problem, my problems, this government, they constantly say more than action. And at the end of the day, the masses are at the receiving end. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Tom Ben. Uh, to all our callers, we really appreciate you. We're at press for time. Um, Mr. Santos, your last word in a minute. Um, the last word is that, yes, if we continue this way, there will be no future for the youths. Mm, thank you. Mr. Kabir. Yes, I think we need to focus on what is um, the basics, which is uh, spending more on poverty reducing expen- on expenses or the site that reduces um, poverty and spending on things that are trivial. Thank you very much. And listen out there, that's the size of our package for this week we shall be continuing the discussion next week please stay with us thank you and god bless say cannot be kept by force it can only be achieved by understanding it is an inherent part of our society and vital to corporate human existence join us on j101.9 fm on building bridges a value-added initiative by tech and peace desk aimed at fostering and sustaining the peaceful atmosphere and coexistence within an outside cloud every wednesday from 11 to 11 45 a.m blessed are the peacemakers for the people who are god we know you love Jay. And we love Jay too. Your favorite station. All new Jay. 101.9 FM. Join us on J101.9 FM on Building Bridges, a value-added initiative by Tech and Peace Desk, aimed at fostering and sustaining the peaceful atmosphere and coexistence within an outside cloud. Every Wednesday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. Blessed are the peacemakers. Peace for the people who are God.
गुड मॉर्निंग गुड मॉर्निंग लिसना यू वेलकम टू अनदर एडिशन ऑफ बिल्डिंग ब्रिजेस द प्रोग्राम ब्रॉट टू यू बाय टेक एंड पीस डेस्क सपोर्टेड बाय ब्रेड फॉर द वर्ल्ड and this is a program that seeks to foster peaceful coexistence build trust and reintegrate communities ethnicities groups as well as social and religious groups and on these programs we discuss various developmental issues that have direct bearing on the life of the ordinary people out there my name is joseph ojedeji i'm standing in for mr john wright and uh with me in the studio today i have two able and capable speakers well, firstly i have uh, mr S- um santos ayubalerap mr santos is an erudite historian a researcher as well as a public affairs commentator you're welcome sir thank you joseph and uh, my co panelists thank you in the studio guys and listener good morning also have with me our very own Mr Kabiru Sabo Mr Kabiru Sabo is the programs manager of Tekan Peace Desk is also a social development worker you're welcome sir uh, thank you it's a pleasure to be on on this uh, discussion with uh, my old friend Santos uh, and w- when he was describing you I saw you smiling and you know but well, that's exactly who you are an erudite historian and I'm very glad to be part of this uh, I- I accept with humility. Yes. <laughs> All right, and I have supporting me by the sideline Miss Gloria Park here in the studio. Miss Gloria. All right, listen, I will be taking a short breather from our sponsors. Please stay tuned. Don't touch that. cannot be kept by force it can only be achieved by understanding it is an inherent part of our society and vital to corporate human existence join us on j101.9 fm on building bridges a value added initiative by tech and peace desk aimed at fostering and sustaining the peaceful atmosphere and coexistence within an outside cloud every wednesday from 11 to 11:45 am blessed are the peacemakers peace for the people who are god You're welcome back. In the last couple of weeks on this program we've been discussing broad issues surrounding good governance, especially as it concerns us as a nation. And today's on this edition of the program, while still focusing on the issues of good governance, we'll be narrowing down on the cost of governance vis-a-vis what we as a nation spend on our public and elected officials versus what other countries spend. Now these are the issues. The cost of governance is captured under the recurrent expenditure heading in the Nigerian context. And the 2020 revised budget it pegged the Nigeria's recurrent expenditure at 45.7%, indicating a 10% increase from that of 2019. While the aggregate capital expenditure is pegged at 26.2%. Now what this means is that will spend more on ventures that doesn't bring in income than those that bring in income and basically 
there is no basis for comparison between what between what the average Nigerian worker earns versus what the elected public official earns. It's a form of great injustice in the society. And the government seems to be paying lip service towards cutting down the cost of governance over the years. This could be ascribed to the inability of past and present administrations to effectively utilize available scarce resources to accomplish desired goals of development in the society that have direct bearing on the life of the ordinary citizens. Now, gentlemen, these are the issues. Basically, let's quickly look at the concept of good governance so as to give us a clear understanding of the issues at stake. Mr. Santos, can you please give us a brief overview of the concept of good governance as it should be? Uh, thank you very much. And uh, once more, good morning. Uh, you see, the generic term mm. of good governance has been in use in terms of a popular narrative. On the streets, you meet people when they talk about issues of politics, they begin to talk about issues of good governance or rather bad governance, mm. which serves as a contrast or the opposite of what is expected of good governance. But it's good that you asked of a concept, not mm. a definition, mm. because the concept is broader. And then it brings people into understanding of key variables mm. from the elements to the principles to also the basic characteristics that is expected in terms of good governance. And then also the spread of what good governance is because it also applies to various sectors mm. as it is. Then once you look at simply put, good governance in itself is a process. Mm. Process of what you call governing, not process of election. It is also a process of administration. And once you talk about the process of administration, a process of governance, a process of governing a people or governing an institution or governing even yourself, then you begin to bring in what you might want to call the elements mm. in itself of the embodiment of good governance. And quickly put, you find out that there are about quite a number of them. But the key ones, you look at issues of the rule of law. I remember at one program, I think it was either in JFM or one of the platforms, mm. I talked about the issues of rule of law. Once a country misses the point of a rule of law, it means that others are above the law mm. and majority are below the law. That means that there is no law mm. and people begin to resort to what you call self-help. Then you also look at the issues of accountability. And then accountability, transparency. Transparency, the ethical values of a society. From the ethical values to the issues of integrity as it attached to leadership. There's a saying that says that the character speaks louder than the words of leaders. Mm. So what is your word compared to your character that people see? And it's also the same thing that goes with what within the religious circle, they say the heart speaks more than what comes from the mouth, or the mouth speaks what is right in the heart. That context, I know you know where it's found within religious texts. Mm. So here we are, we're talking about them. And then you also look at in the concept of trying to give a meaning to what is the strategy that you have in terms of the governance strategy? What is the global strategy? And like we talk about, people will talk about best practices. 
in terms of giving. It's a generic thing. Mm. Now you look at it from the phase of what is the political intention of it. Then you also look at it from the social. Then you also look at it from what you call the upward control. Mm. And the concept of the upward control in itself must be bottom up. What is the consultation you have with people in your industry? in your ministry as an administrator or a technocrat or a bureaucrat in where you work as a manager in the open private sector in schools as a principal or when you govern people as a governor as a president a governor a chairperson and the rest and these things cannot be assessed now narrowed down to where we are in the context of what we have as a country in civil rule I've always argued that we do not have democracy yet were within military rule and then governed by those who just drop their khakis mm. and have the monies and have translated themselves into civilians and are governing us with the mindset of the military. So I call this civil dictatorship in itself because the people's voices is it hard in the vicious circle of what turns them in as our representatives. And it starts from intra, right down to what you call the judiciary. So when you talk about the political context of good governance, you're talking about the arms of government in its horizontal form and in its vertical separation of powers. So separation of powers is key. Independence of the judiciary is key. So in the separation of powers, if you go to the judiciary, there is a vertical separation. That's why it ends at the Supreme Court, mm. mostly civil cases. And then in terms of political cases, it ends at the Court of Appeal. With the tribunals, it ends there. And then when you come to the legislative arm, the vertical, it's from the Senate to the uh, House of Reps, then to state, state houses, and then to what you call Council. councils, legislative councils. They are the parliamentarians at the local government. Then when you come to the executive, D2, as in governor, chairperson, and then councillors elected. But again, you also look at it that in all of these structures, you begin to run the question mark to everyone, to the question that, is there good governance in Nigeria? Is there good governance in your state? If you're from Plateau, if you're from Benue, if you're from Kogi, if you're from Lagos, and the rest. And then each of those elements that I mentioned will come to talk about it. In terms of the financial matters, we'll talk more about the issues of transparency and accountability as it relates to leadership and then the issues of financial plan, because good governance also resides with financial plan, mm. strategic plan, financial plan. And then from the financial plan, what is the implementation plan? What is the evaluative plan? And I'm glad that Taken, it's also on the two sides, a faith-based organization that also carries issues of development and how it should be sustained in terms of the lens of getting people to understand what they should do and how to live in peace in terms of building their bridges. All right. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank, thank you very much, sir. Uh, Mr. Kabiru. Yes. He talked about uh, the financial plan. Yeah of good governance. Yeah. Now let's quickly look at good governance with um, this, the lens of the high cost of governance okay. in Nigeria. Yeah. And then when he was talking, he actually described the, the uh, good governance as a process. Yeah. But what happens when that process becomes um, expensive? Yeah. You know? So the question is, has Nigeria's budgetary system been equitable in terms of allocations to 
the various components, talking about the recurrent and the capital expenditure components okay. of the budget. I, I think for us to get a good understanding of the issues that we're discussing, it's very good for us, it's expedient um, for us to actually have a working definition of what um, recurrent, the recurrent component or the term recurrent expenditure means and mm. of course uh, capital expenditure. You see, um, when, you're, when you're talking about a budget which is a fiscal document um, that either individuals or or state or um, uh, governments actually mm. governments at the federal or at different levels usually use uh, to translate their plans for an entire year. Now, for recurrent expenditure, it just means um, each funding or expenses that are actually consumable. And this, so it's just an easy way for you to understand what we're talking about. It might have headings such as salaries or pensions or, or tour duty allowance, or is it duty tour allowance, DTAs, and it could also be uh, fueling for cars, newspapers, um, anything that is consumable. And it could be within a period, a one-month period or a quarterly period or a half-yearly period, or it could be per, per annum. And then, of course, for capital expenditure, is mostly investments in assets that are used over time. So this could be bridges, there could be railways, there could be hospitals, and all of that. Now, to your question, having understood, uh, understood this, mm -hmm. to your question, is it, um, you asked whether... Um, the, the budgetary system, system is, is has been equitable. Equ equitable. When you look at the fact that you gave us at the beginning of uh, your introduction, uh, you actually stated that um, for recurrent expenses uh, in this in the year 2020, mm. uh, the federal government actually budgeted up 45.7 percent. Okay, and it's interesting again that for the 2021 budget, uh, uh, some, something within that same range of 43 has been budgeted. Now, what are we looking at? that expense amounting to maybe trillions of naira, not maybe, in the range of five trillion naira. And we're looking at um, tra tra transportation of who? Of elected officials, of government officials. We're looking at um, newspaper, expenses on newspaper, mm. expenses on issues that are not investable. They are consumed over time. Over a period, you know that you are not going to get any return on all of those investments. And you, that question absolutely is that it is not equitable. Um, for us as a developing country, um, it's really sad for us, even in 2020, to be calling ourselves um, developing a developing nation. I would prefer to call it, my colleagues actually know that I call Nigeria a third world country. In fact, we're at the bottom of the third world countries. But again, for us, developing and even using this kind of module is, is, is the worst. I will, let me relate it to Europe in the 1940s, just after the Second World War. That was, um, in fact, more investment went into capital expenditure at that level. Mm. From the Marshall Plan, when uh, the United States government supported countries that were ravaged by war, in the, um, that's France, yeah, uh, and Germany, and other European countries. The emphasis was on capital, was on capital expenditure. And so for us as a third world country, we should be looking, sorry, maybe I, I, should, I should be more politically <laughs> sensitive about this. As, as a developing nation, we should be looking at, at 
tilting it, we should be having more on the capital side. But again, there are a lot of arguments for and against this 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 uh, position that I have. But the uh, the truth of the matter is that for us as an as an emerging nation, whether industrially or whatever you want to call us, mm. um, we should be uh, spending more on capital expenses. And of course, um, it would have been better for us to have had capital expense expenditure at forty at at forty three percent, and then possibly or forty five percent, and then twenty eight percent or whatever goes to recurrent expenditure. Because for us, how many people are even employed by the federal, states, and local governments mm-hmm. that we have so much spent on in few number of people and and with so little to give get from it. Alright, so the discussion is getting interesting here in the studio. Listener out there, you can also join the conversation by dropping your comments, your thoughts on our social media handles at uh, you can go to Facebook at Taken Peace Desk and also on Twitter at Taken Peace Desk. So you can also check us out on um, Instagram and do this at Taken Peace Desk. So back to the discussion uh, proper. Um, while he was talking earlier on, he talked about um, the issue. He elaborated the issue of recurrent expenditure. You know, and one thing we see is um, the increase in recurrent expenditure from 2019 and 2020 revised budget, there was 10% increase. And in 2021 uh, budget, there's also another increase in the recurrent expenditure. I mean, one will actually see that, um, is this, one will actually ask, is, is this actually sustainable? And uh, what is happening with our budget implementation and budget monitoring? I mean, are we doing enough, Mr. Santos? We're not doing enough. And then once you look at the budget of Nigeria, it's made up of three components. Mm. The first two, which you mentioned, and also my brother here, explained in terms of the capital and the recurrent. Uh, the third is the debt servicing. Debt servicing yeah. mm. And in the component of the debt servicing, you can also imagine that there is no year in recent times that Nigeria will run its budget for a fiscal year that it will not rely on borrowing. Mm. When you keep borrowing, you're not only borrowing for the generation now, you're borrowing for generations that we've not seen. Mm. So you're talking about two, three generations. And the second and the third in the description are already unseen. Mm. So as it is, for our own grandkids, that means children of our own children, you're borrowing on their behalf. Mm. And then their own children, you're also borrowing on their behalf. And issues of sustainability, how do you now run the issues of sustainability as it relates to this? Mm. It's unsustainable. Completely. Because for as long as you tax people and you go beyond your tax and then institutions and the implementation of this budget, rather in its monitoring and evaluation, you find out that completely it's absent. Because once you talk about issues of good governance, I take you back to that. It is not only about the words we say. Mm. It is also about public institutions and how these institutions are measured by their use of resources. These resources can be natural and unnatural resources as you find in human capital. And how do you now bring them together in the lines of sustainability? Because for as long as you exhaust the resources that you have, and it can be tangible and intangible Mm. in itself. So here we are as a country that the unemployment rates, as he said, how many people are employed in the public service? Mm. How many are employed in 
what you call within states civil, but both of the all of them are within the public space. Mm. How many are employed in the open private sector, the OPS? You find out that out of Nigeria's population of counting down mm. as we wind out the years to 2023, you're talking about a country that UNFPA has projected to hit 200 million, mm. to which I trust than the NPC population to which we have not had in how many years now? The last we had was 2006. 2006. 14 years down the line, whereas it's supposed to be 10 years, Mm. then you have a census. Now, again, in no time, they're trying to also claim to have a census. They've budgeted money, even within the country, for what you call a population census. But again, you look at it that it's unsustainable. And not until we begin to hold people responsible by their roles and responsibilities, which also forms part of the elements of good governance, you don't give someone who is incompetent a job to do, you put misfits in a fitted position. It will not be the fault of the misfit. It's the fault of the person who didn't do the profiling Mm. to put someone who is a misfit into a system that is supposed to be regularized is supposed to be a system where you'll be held responsible for spending a couple. How many of them are held responsible? They spend, and that's why the consumptive budget said our budget is not productive. It's consumptive versus productive. And once you have that, you will see that the roads we have now and the roads we used to have way back, and let me use a name, for instance, Plateau, let me reduce the context. We still ply the roads of late J.D. Gumwalk. For God's sake. Amen. Today we don't have Bepco in Plateau. Bainway Plateau then had one of the best construction company called Bepco. That's Bainway Plateau Construction Company. The secretariat you see, standard building, the roads outside JD Gumwalk. Who was it again that worked for Plateau? And you can also narrow the scope to Babalara. Mm. When you talk about unity schools, you talk about also local governments and also in terms of empowering the people, even as much as it was a minority because the center was NPN. And then who within the military structure would you talk about infrastructure? It's Lawrence Onoja. Mm. So for God's sake, and how many years are we talking about down the line? But because we have an amnesia in, with our history, people forget so quickly. Today, if you ask young people bet in the millennium, ask them who was the governor, what did he do? Mm. And how old was J.D.? when he handled the state. How old was Babala when he handled the state? Then Plateau and Nasara. How old was Onoja when he handled the state? But today, we're living in regrets that what we used to have, what we used to have in the past, is not what we have now. That what we have now is just a stealing spree. Mm. People steal without conscience. People steal unethically. Not to mean that you can steal ethically. So you can now begin to imagine that our cultures, our has also been breached. So the, the, the truth about it is that there is no way, and there is no monitoring in Nigeria's budget. Mm-hmm. That's why the question you should ask is, we went into, is a global thing. The whole, so is the mismanagement of it in relative terms, that the way U.S. manages own is nowhere close to the way even Greece in its depression manages own leadership. Mm. It's key. The same thing with South Korea. They manage this global fever. The same thing with Australia. The same thing with New Zealand. Today, the same thing with Rwanda. 
manages her own well. Mm. Let's come down to Africa. The same thing with Tanzania, Magafuli. So here we are, we have a government that didn't manage it well at all levels. Rather, they used it as a stealing spree. And at the end of the day, they're expecting and they're overtaxing the same people getting these monies that they would not use, but rather steal again. So there's no project monitoring. Mm. And people are not living up to the expectation. Because good governance also talks about participation. And as a citizen of Nigeria, if you want the peaceful bridges to be built, you need to carry everybody along. Tell them why we want to spend one naira for this and consult with them. They will say, no, we want you to spend one naira on environment. We want you to spend two naira on water. You don't decide for them. You consult them. That's why it's a bottom-up thing in terms of the sovereignty, in terms of matters of accountability. So for me, as a person looking at the big picture, to the question you asked, mm. you find out that it's unsustainable. And again, we're dragging this country not even into second slavery. Now, when you talk about a scramble, it started in 1884, just about three months, mm. November right down to February. They sat down, took coffee and tea, like I will always teach my students. Mm. And then in Bel- no, yeah, and divided, balkanized Africa. Balkanized Africa. Now we're not even in, we're talking about tax slavery because the second is the scramble globally by big powers. Like you call them the G7s and the rest. China, India now is fighting and they have the control of our country. Mm. There's no way you talk about the pharmaceutical wall that you won't talk about India. India controls ours. You talk of agriculture that you won't talk about India. So what are we controlling in Nigeria? When you talk about infrastructure, China controls it. Is it the airports or the rail lines that they have even refused to build? Possibly the, one, the seaports also. Exactly, and the seaports. So you would see infrastructurally that already we're also demeaning and reducing our engineers who these Chinese would come and hire to do the work and we're giving the glory to China. When it is our engineers, civil, building, electrical, mechanical, that do the work, architects and the rest, and yet the credit goes to China. Wow. They come here and employ us. Yes. My, All right. For me, uh, my, for me, I think my concern has to do with um, um, what we what we in the development sector actually look at: po- poverty reducing expend- mm. expenditure. Mm. Um, where is the focus on for all of this? Um, where do we actually push um, the monies to? I'm actually looking at education, and I'm saying, why would a Ministry of Education or the entire education subsector get? Uh, some 40 billion in the 2021 uh, 2021 expenditure um, uh, uh, fiscal fiscal year mm. and i'm wondering why are we why why the emphasis are is on other areas when education would be the basis for us to move out of, to make that great leap forward. And of course, we're talking about health. Health also has a very paltry sum um, dedicated to it in the 2021, because of course, 2020 is already far gone. And Mm. some of the discussions we had um, before we came on air was the fact that um, uh, now they're telling us has, has, what what is the budget performance for 2020 as it is, considering the Fact that um, from February, from March, we've had a shutdown of the economy of virtually everything, uh, lockdowns and coronavirus and all of that. And of course, it, uh, the budget wasn't even passed until March. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You, you about March, made, yeah. Yes, yes. So you said something about that. And so, so those are some of our concerns here as, as people in the development sector. Yeah, quickly again, just before you step in. Again, you see that when he talked about needs, 
Mm. Nigeria, the same thing we did with the Millennium Goals. Mm. MDGs. MDGs. We didn't even actualize one third of it. Mm. Now we've joined the bandwagon of the SDGs. SDGs. And why I'm bringing this in is that there's no way the development world operates without. And even in terms of issues of good governance, you talk about need-based problem solving, but the need base would be in context. So you find out that the need base for Nigeria is not the same with the global need base. Mm. But again, still, in the SDGs, the number one is issue of what? Poverty. Poverty, Number two is again tied to poverty, issue of hunger. Hunger. Number four, yes, zero hunger. Number four is education. Mm. And I have always argued that if you're a public officer, your children should go to public schools. Like in Britain. Mm. You cannot be in taking taxpayers' money and you're sending your kids abroad to go and school. Religious leaders have also settled themselves into that. When they bring scholarships to churches, mocks, it is their sons and daughters that go abroad. For God's sake, and then the majority who contribute these funds are the ones who go to these public schools, which I call public toilets Mm. now. And how many of us would want to go ease ourselves in public toilets? Mm. You prefer a private toilet. Mm. Private schools, most of them now are like, quote-unquote, poultry houses. Mm. Step in, step out, nothing in you. And the truth about it is that when you say education, the two variables that sustains an economy and also keeps the economy out of conflict is health and education. Yeah. All right, please hold your thoughts. Um, you'll continue after the break. Uh, listener will be going on a short musical break now. The discussion is uh, becoming interesting. I'll be opening the phone lines after the break. Don't forget, you can share your thoughts, your comments with us on our social media handles on Facebook at Take and Peace Desk, on Twitter at Take and Peace Desk. And also, this is the message line. 080 That's the message line. Uh, we'll try and open the phone line shortly after the break. Please stay tuned. We know you love Jay. And we love J2, your favorite station. There is something missing in the world today. It's the one thing that can make the world okay. And it doesn't cost nothing, no, you don't even have to pay. It's about doing the right thing every day. Cause you are the light. You are the sign. You are the only hope keeping hope alive. Do the right thing. Let the world see. Let the light shine everywhere. And when it seems like no one's watching. Do the right thing anyway. Just do the right thing. Do the right thing all the time. If the right thing is the order 
they say cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. Alright, you're welcome back from the short musical break and the message is do the right thing, do the right thing. Um, I, oh, are you actually on a line of thoughts before we went on that break? Correct. Uh, it was good that you said we should hold the thoughts. Uh, when he talked about the amount budgeted for education, mm. when I mentioned those first five, if you have those three and they are already killing Nigeria and sending us backward in backward reverse gear five, you find out that the police in the budget was budgeted for 49 billion. Mm. That's just an institution, not the whole of the security architecture. Okay, please hold your thoughts. Yes. Uh, let's open the phone lines. You can reach us on um, 090-55-6666. 99. I call it again 090 uh, four places and 99. Oh, I think we'll have a call. Let's pick it. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Okay, I think we I think we missed that call. All right, uh, this the second uh, number you can reach us on is on zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight. All right, I think we have also have a call again. <sighs> Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Hello, good morning. Yes, good morning. I'm hearing you. Hello. Are you getting me? Hello, good morning. Okay, I think... Okay, we have a call. Let's have the call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning, sir. Good morning. What's your name and where are you calling from? Yes, this is Glamour Designer from Michibi Street. All right, Glamour Designer from Michibi Street. You're welcome to the program. Please share your thoughts. Yes, I welcome your guest this morning. Honorable, my good friend, Jerez. Um, we uh, is unavoidably not on the program today. Right. I wish you more the best. Where is this? All right, thank you very much. Please share your thoughts with yes. us. Well, uh, as far as I'm concerned, as far as this Nigeria concerned too, mm. we, we 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 have to do the needful. Mm. to make Nigeria a better place. Mm. And as, as I am today as a designer, I am not benefiting anything from this uh, government. Mm. From the past government, they have been done so well because from the previous one, we have little light to contribute to our businesses and all that. Mm. Let me tell you, I don't, I don't envy any politician mm. because they are sitting on our blessings. They are sitting on the blessing of the people in this country. Mm. When Nigeria will get it right, it is when we look away from those people. If not, they will keep on embezzling our money and we see the where we are. And that is why we are going back every day. Mm. And that is why they are agitating the rulers to eat our money and eat our blessing every day. And I all they all use. So stop supporting people because mm. you cannot take Nigeria anywhere. Mm. Because I feel well, sometimes when you speak on the radio, somebody, because he's benefiting from the government, you will keep against yourself. And mm. that is not going to help the, the youth. 
and that is why he doesn't have a job today. Because these politicians are eating our debt. All right, Mr. Glamour. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Mr. Santos, I think he's also aligned with your thoughts before we pick the alcohol. So please go on. Yeah, in comparative terms, you're giving an institution, not even the security architecture, as you see it. And then you're giving education, Mm. which deals with majority of the people. Those who, as it is said, majority of Nigerians live below the standards, mm. living standards, mm. $2. Mm. And you know the implication of that in terms of poverty mm. as it relates to SDG. That's about 900 now. Exactly. I think so, we have a call again. Let me pick this so that you add it up to it. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yeah, how are you? Fine, thank you. What's your name and where are you calling from? Uh, I'm Omodan from Bukuro Express. Okay, Omodan from Bukuro Express. You are welcome to Building Bridges. Please share your thoughts uh, with us. Thank you very much. Mm. I want to Go appreciate ahead. the analyst. Mm-hmm. Great and perfect work. Mm. But shall we continue in this trend of events? Mm. And uh, what is the future for the youth? Mm. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I'm hearing. Okay, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Go ahead. So it it means that we must change the narrative. Mm. If we are hoping for a better and a prosperous Nigeria. Sorry, but please, how can we change the narrative? What do we do? Let's be solution based. Yeah. So, in terms of the cooperative analysis that I wanted to take. I think we lose that call. Yeah, but he has made his point uh, quite clearly. It's about how can the... I also attend to the glamour designer and then his question is that you're giving 42 billion Mm. not even to tertiary institutions Mm. as in targeting but the whole of the education sector. Mm. We're not yet up to 10% Mm. of what you call the required UNESCO which is 26%. Nigeria has not reached 26%. So you can imagine having a budget that you're putting 42, 45% to recurrent and you're not even targeting key sectors that will develop it. And how does that actually affect the ordinary man out there? Like Glamour said. It sends him into poverty. Mm. And once it sends you into poverty, it disempowers you. Mm. Because, of course, education empowers you, not certification. Mm. Because the education gives you a critical mind. Mm. It takes you outside the frame. And once you I go outside the frame... Let's, yeah. let's pick this call. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Okay, I think we'll lose that. Go ahead, please. Yeah, so in getting it right, Mm. the questions are woven. Mm. It starts with the youths. Mm. The youths of Nigeria who are mainly the unemployed now in terms of when I talk about youths, I'm talking about the ages of 20 in itself because they are out of their teens. Mm. 20 right up to 35 by all standards. 25 UN, 30 Nigerian NYSC, 35 by African Union. So anybody at the age of 40 who is telling you that he's a youth, you're just a young adult. We have this call. Uh, Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, yes, good morning. What's your name and where are you calling from, please? Yeah, by the way, you shall know them. I'm Sir Loki from Bukulokos. Mr. Loki, you're welcome to Building Bridges. Please share your thoughts with us. Yes, the respect of uh, governance in this country, let's be for and sincere. Mm. The cost of governance is too high. 
Okay. We must have, until tell us the truth, we will not get to try to my brother. So what do we do it's about no that? After my research, mm. they have got to go down like this. Year, I budget for the past twenty years. Mm. You see, I budget. In correct expenditure, check where I'm an economy. Check the correct current. If check correct expenditure, mm. not capital expenditure. Mm. You see that both of them have, have already consumed sixty percent in correct expenditure. Mm. So only forty percent is even going for correct expenditure for paying our salary and mm. uh, wages. Are you getting my point? Yes, yes. Kuchi, kuchi, is inhuman. That's completely very good of the politicians. Okay. So the solution was for the suggestion just like the government of uh, Lagos is said. What are you to do? Okay. Do you know that they have worked in the state for former governors' pensions? Mm. So these governors, they have served as well, civil service and are collecting their pension. Mm. Meanwhile, those that are, have, have retired from civil service, do you know that the state have not paid as a gratuity to those of them that have retired for eight years? You don't know what I'm to the citizens, and you want to put to a printer, then you should share money with yourself. The best thing is that all those are assembly members, the lawmakers and the executives, they should read the cost of they should read the expenses. If I make the commissioner will go with two cars to his house, waiting with waiting with the crew. Okay. Uh, head of all these chairman of prosecutors, we okay. will have a lot of vehicles okay. in their houses. Government vehicles, go to bridge and go rubbish, we waste our money. Is that why we run government? All right, thank you very much. I think you made your point. Mr. Loki, thank you for calling. All right. The solution here, so that my brother here can also comment on these questions that they've asked, they're all weaved. Mm. Once you know that there is a problem, the tax is on you. Mm. It's on me, it's on you. And now as it is, if, as Omodan said, should we continue in this trend? No, we should not. But again, you also see that the youth are missing the point. They are the majority because we're in what you call a civil rule and we're transgressing into a democracy. Mm. It's for them to have their weapon and that weapon is their electoral card. Mm. And once they have it, let them take their mindset the way they take it to Big Brother Africa <laughs> and bring it to politics. Then you can see what 54 million votes mm. will do. You will see what 80 million votes will do mm. in changing the narrative from the local government right up to the presidency. Right. The other thing is for them to also develop a mentality not to be afraid to go vote and then also protect their mandate by standing there until it is counted. All right. Thank you very much, sir. I think we're, let's quickly go to our social media pages as well as our text message line. Um, okay. So we have this message from Meshach John Albert says, good morning, sir. From the look of things, our leaders are not ready to transform the country. Any nation that wants to grow will not allow recurrent expenditure to exceed capital expenditure. He says, God bless us all. And then we have this other message says, Nigeria is in real trouble. They are taking loans and sharing it among themselves. May God deliver us from the forthcoming generations. This person did not indicate no name. Thank you. Okay. Um, yes, well, I, I think we're hard-pressed for time. Yes, so maybe I'll, time. I'll crave his indulgence if we roll this over till next week. Um, mm. Yes. Uh, yeah, of course, uh, some of the other ones that others have even mentioned, uh, like Loki, who was talking about the cost of governance, we've not even touched on that. Yes. Uh, by God's grace, if I'm around next week, yes. uh, fine, so that we also round up this. I, I think we, 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 it's best we roll it over till next week and then we continue the discussion from where we left off. Hopefully, um, when you're in town, we'll do that. Very well. Yes. No well, a quick last message from 
Okay, we have another message that just came in from Tom Ben. It says, good morning. Oh, my problem, my problems, this government, they constantly say more than action. And at the end of the day, the masses are at the receiving end. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Tom Ben. Uh, to all our callers, we really appreciate you. We're at press for time. Um, Mr. Santos, your last word in a minute. Um, the last word is that, yes, if we continue this way, there will be no future for the youths. Mm, thank you. Mr. Kabir. Yes, I think we need to focus on what is um, the basics, which is uh, spending more on poverty-reducing expen- on expenses or the site that reduces um, poverty and spending on things that are trivial. Thank you very much. And listen out there, that's the size of our package for this week. We shall be continuing the discussion next week. Please stay with us. Thank you and God bless. TCSA cannot be kept by force. It can only be achieved by understanding. It is an inherent part of our society and vital to corporate human existence. Join us on J101.9 FM on Building Bridges, a value-added initiative by Tech and Peace Desk, aimed at fostering and sustaining the peaceful atmosphere and coexistence within and outside cloud. Every Wednesday from 11 to 11.45 a.m. Blessed are the peacemakers. For the people who are God. We know you love Jay. And we love Jay too. Your favorite station. All new Jay. 101.9 FM.